we have an announcement to share with all of our listeners. As we go into this new fall season, you can also be able to have an extra little piece of full-time Black women with you. We will be dropping our mugs on our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com. So these mugs have so many meanings to them, sayings, and something just to brighten up your day to know that you know that you're a part of a bigger community outside of yourself. Our full-time black women mugs, you can see with logos. We have black mugs. We have white mugs. We have some ones that you could use if you are still working virtually, um, or you could use it while uh, you're at home. One side of it may say something pleasant, but on the other side, only decide you can see <laughs> will give you a nice little chuckle to get through that three four hour training that you got to sit through with all the people you can't stand uh in person or virtually so you can even have a mug that you can buy for a loved one we have a mug that i love a full-time black woman that could be something that you could have for your husband or to your kids who are at college or whoever just make sure that you stop by on our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com to check out our new mugs. We will also be putting them up on our social medias. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at fulltimeblackwoman as well as Facebook and on Twitter at ftblackwoman. I ain't got nothing to add to that. She said it all. As far as I'm concerned, that was a mic drop moment. Just go ahead <laughs> and, and get these get these mugs. Get into this. Get into this. Because the holiday season is coming. Hey everybody, I'm Elise Real. And I'm Isha Bell. And this is Full Time Black Woman, a community for black professional women to live, laugh, grow, and feel the soul. So, who are we talking to today, Elise? Today, we have the honor of having with us a very special guest, Desiree! 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 Ooh, I like that. That's good. Yes, we are so excited to have you, Desiree. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have so much to talk about. How are you, first of all? Thank you. I'm doing really well. I just came off actually a really good vacation break. Actually, my husband went to St. Martin, so I'm a little relaxing in the I'm all good. I'm all good. My, my shoulders are low, you know, not tense at all. Just relaxing, trying to stay with the flow. Good, good. Sounds nice. (laughs) Absolutely. So today we are talking dream chasing with Desiree, and we are really excited because this is something near and dear to our hearts as well to as to the hearts of our listeners who are out there trying to chase their dreams, whether it be into a new career or into entrepreneurship, uh, whatever the case may be, just trying to have that fulfillment in life. So we wanted to have Desiree on to share her experience, her knowledge and also let y'all know what she's out here doing changing the game changing the world so 
<laughs> without further ado, let's break down this bio real quick. So Desiree is a lifelong learner, educator, creator, and lover of all things music. She is originally from the Philadelphia area and attended college in Pittsburgh. She currently resides in Boston with her husband. Desiree began her career as an educator teaching elementary school for six years. She has recently started her entrepreneurial journey with her company, Dream Ultra Big LLC. First of all, the name is fire. I just want to say that. Love Love it. Yes. You ain't got no choice but to be successful. Dream there you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. Yes. And the first big product of her company is called Dub This, a card game where you can mix and match any song after hearing the last word. She launched Dub This this past summer in July. So once again, big clap up for Desiree. that is so so interesting i cannot wait to get into this but let's get into this commercial break and afterwards we'll get into those stats (laughs) at least guess what i was just laughing about what I mean, you know, there's a lot of things going on in this tent at once, but one thing I was cracking up about is the fact that we actually did it. We actually started a podcast. I know. That is some crazy mess. It went from just a random conversation to an actual thing. Exactly. And we are about to publish our 100th episode, but we could have done that without Buzzsprout. I mean, without Buzzsprout, I'm pretty sure this role would have been a very difficult one. But because we had Buzzsprout, we were able to not only get the things that we needed to get ourselves started, but also to get our show listed on every major podcast platform. So people like you, our listeners, could be a part of our lives, whether you like it or not. Absolutely. Whether you came from Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever the place may be, you hear our voices and our message and we love it the great thing about Buzzsprout is they are always there for you you will get a great looking podcast website audio players you can put into your own website and detail analytics so you can see where all of your listeners are because we see y'all we know where y'all at at least the state we don't know where your house is at and we don't want to visit neither because you know distance but um, (laughs) but yes get yourself a spot on Buzz sprout and when you do let them know that we sent you by clicking on the link in the show notes fulltimeblackwomen.com forward slash buzzsprout forward slash and you will get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan yes believe me podcasting really isn't hard when you have the great partners such as buzzsprout we like we said it went from a conversation a thought a conversation and all of a sudden look at us i can't believe it is really truly something that we needed in our lives and if you yourself were looking for something just to get that message out to the world go ahead start with some gear that you already have in a quiet space and make sure that you yourself become a partner with buzzsprout and go ahead and click on that link fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash buzzsprout forward slash join us come on unless you want me to find where you live i'm joking (laughs) am i Fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash buzzsprout forward slash. We'll be waiting. We'll find you. 
Okay, we are back. But we can go ahead and get started with those stats for that ass. Hey, stats for that ass. We freaking you the facts with some stats for that ass. <laughs> so y'all see death ray she, she a fan she a fan to stand yeah, for that ass yeah. <laughs> an article from Forbes shared this the face of female entrepreneurship overall is becoming a lot less white okay black mm-hmm. women represent 42% of new women owned businesses three times their share of the female population Killing it is an understatement. I don't know another word better than killing it, but y'all get the gist. So 36% of all black owned employer businesses. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Black women own 36% of all black owned employer businesses. High levels of educational attainment coupled with overcoming barriers to corporate advancement. Hello, we know about that. That's what the show is based on, full-time Black women, have promoted and prompted Black women to pursue entrepreneurship, where they've become a potent, you hear that, potent economic Mm -hmm. force. Majority Black women-owned firms grew 67% from 2007 to 2012, compared to 27% for all women. 50% 50% from 2014 to 2019, representing the highest growth rate of any female demographic during that time frame. Did you hear me now? Did you I, I hear am, me now? I, we, we are doing amazing things, and I am just hype off of this. Desiree, how do you feel about the stats? I mean, those stats are definitely facts for me, and it feels, you know, definitely something like I'm experiencing and also talking as a black woman who have taken this journey. But it's, it's definitely true. Language true. <laughs> Look, they buried us, but what? They know we will see. That's what it is. They were trying to do that. Like, we're tired of being pressured and put into a box. Now that the internet is around, we have definitely changed the game because we have we have access to resources that maybe our parents didn't have, even though they were going through the same things we were going to, especially in corporate American spaces and as well as education. From what I heard, black women are discriminated against more in education than in corporate America. Did you know that, Elise? I did not know that. I did Ooh, not. In the education realm? I mean, foots on necks constantly. Ain't nobody saying nothing about it. (laughs) They're trying to keep us under wraps. They're really trying to keep all of our greatness under wraps. And you know what? What I love, too, you mentioned the internet kind of blowing things up for us. The fact that we have the internet and social media and things and can actually see different people in different places now. So where all of this might have been quiet, you in your own little town in you know rural Virginia somewhere uh-huh. and don't have a clue what's happening out in Boston, out in Ohio, out in D.C., out in Philly. But now you can see the greatness that is is black women all over the place and it is really inspiring it is all of that so i am just i'm i'm happy this touches my spirit (laughs) (laughs) so desiree in your pre-interview you shared with us that you're in the midst of pivoting into entrepreneurship can you share what that has been like for you and your experience with that so far Yes. Um, it's been a whirlwind. I think, you know, when I reflect on where I came from, from what, June to now, which is what the last 
seven to eight months, it was it was not something I ever expected to do. Like when I thought about my life and my trajectory, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a teacher and I'm gonna be in a classroom for the rest of my life. And but it never felt like right. It never felt like me staying in this one box and this one vision of myself was for me. Um, and so I feel like I've experienced so much, you know, the initial anxieties, the worries, the thoughts, like, is this going to map out? Is this going to plan out the way that I think it's going to go? Am I doing the right thing? Like, I even took the time to, like, look online, like, those quizzes. Is this career change for me? Am I ready for a career pivot? Like, I was like, my mind was like, is this the right thing? But mm-hmm. my spirit said this is the right thing. No matter mm-hmm. what, I just had to go for it. And it was something that, you know, I realized it's okay to not just focus on one thing. It's okay to be a multifaceted person. It's okay yes. to, you know, have these different places and spaces that you want to grow into and to run with it and to make that transition. So I've experienced, you know, a learning curve for sure in, in starting a business and I'm still learning as we go but it's been the, one of the best things that I could have ever done for myself and it's, I would say the first time in my life and in my career that I've fully put myself first because as an educator it's always been like well the kids and the families and all the things that I need to do for everybody else and not necessarily always fulfilling my own spirit and goals and now at this point I know that I can still be an educator and fulfill what you know students and families need that I can't I won't do that at the expense of my own self and what I want to see achieved. So we dropped gems early on, I see. Right. We just we just come out the gate gym dropping. Okay. <laughs> that is a word. That is a word. Well um Desiree, I mean share with us what was the moment that you said okay I can't, I can no longer ignore this. I can no longer fight what my spirit is telling me to do versus my head. What made you decide, I'm going to put the education aside right now and pursue this dream ultra big situation? Yes. <laughs> um, so I would say it had to be this, well, like February 2021. We, um, Within Boston Public Schools, we have um, like a February break. So it's the week off, we, you know, you have your winter break, but you also this February break, the spring break. So by the end of that February break period, I was like, you know, the pandemic had already hit. It was like right around that time, um, well, actually right before that time. And so just in my own solitude and in my, my quiet time, I'm like, it just felt right. Like I, I had done the like, not yet, you know, having this idea four years before that. And like, never was not an option because it was going to keep eating at me. <laughs> it's just going to keep going. So now it was like, all right, this, this card game has come back around, you know, this concept of like, just seeing how big it can be and my vision for it, it, it just had to happen. And so I sat down with my computer by the end of that week and, you know, went on kickstarter.com decided to look at what it takes to start this kind of, you know, GoFundMe, but for creative projects and how to take that journey. And like literally said, they're writing all day, you know, just, just look good at my vision together for it. So I would say it was that time of solitude for myself and also just knowing that not yet wasn't an option, never definitely wasn't an option. So now was the time um, to follow it. And so, since that February period, after that, it was like every day, 
towards the end of the school year, I'm like, this is the only thing that's going to get me through between the craziness of the pandemic mm-hmm. and remote learning, which I'm sure you all have heard and known <laughs> was wild. Yeah. The way for me to keep my mind and, you know, my vision clear. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you talked about going and learning about Kickstarter and everything. So what actually were the steps that you took to take the idea of dub this and all of a sudden now it's an actual game, a product that you can sell as tangible. What's the process in that? Yeah. So I would say my first step was finding a mentor Um, because I knew I, that's always what I've done. Like any journey that I took, even with education, I always knew I needed somebody who would guide me in the steps to make it. That's smart. So the woman who inspired me, yes. The woman who inspired me actually had a Kickstarter four years ago in 2017 when I like stumbled upon it. Her game is called Trading Races. It's really dope. She's a black woman. Um, and so fantastic game. So four years later in 2021, I sent a cold email to her. I didn't have her email, like Google searching, like how do I, you know, figure this out. So found her email, pretty much asked her be my mentor and helped me, you know, understand the ropes to this Kickstarter game. Uh, and so pretty much she was there to answer my questions as I went along. Um, had to do a ton of research on like card manufacturing because I had no clue like who manufactures cards and like what do you do to mm-hmm. make that happen. So my research mm-hmm. was really important. Um, I started officially prepping this out after like writing out my plans. I started uh, just going through each section of the Kickstarter typing up my responses because you have to like pretty much fill out who you are you know what your game or your product is all about what you're creating um so I filled out those sections and um what I do next I just created accounts of different things that I knew I would need so I created a gmail specifically for it um what else did I do so many, like so many things, a running document of any kind of passwords and things. So I didn't want to forget anything, but really just taking time to take the note on um, the market also. People who also created card games, especially music related card games, so that I could make sure that my product was unique and also true to who I am as a creator, you know, and as a musician. Um, so that was also a part of my research is looking at other people who have done it and how my game would still stand out. Um, and then fast forward up until now, also seeking out other opportunities for people who would jumpstart and help to continue to support me beyond this. So I found a fellowship that I got into the Horizons Fellowship. It's an inaugural wow. fellowship for tabletop game, game card makers. And so I found mentor, uh, mentorship opportunities through that. Um, I get to be a part of a convention in March to get my games into stores and distribution. So, like, the things are, you know, coming together in ways that I couldn't have imagined. And I'm so grateful that I didn't, you know, underestimate myself or limit myself because I didn't see how it all was going to come together. Because it did. Right. Oh, my gosh. So, that was pretty much, I guess, a fast um a fast version of how I took certain steps. Research was really important. And then, you know, having faith and, and having family and support to know that in 30 days I was going to raise enough money to manufacture everything that I need to bring this baby to life. Okay, that is. 
Look, guys, this first of all, I'm just in awe about everything. I'm pretty sure you didn't expect it to move that fast. I, I mean, I, I'm probably going to say this a lot. I absolutely love this story. The fact that you had a moment where you could just be with you and map kind of out how you felt about it, what you were thinking, kind of dig into things, and then to get a mentor in the situation because you recognize, okay, there's stuff I don't know. So let me, let me reach out. Let me figure this out. And how your enthusiasm, number one, comes through just through this conversation, but you know that that enthusiasm and the excitement and the love and the passion, passion that you have for this dream is part of what's enabling this to grow and just become and be more. So yeah. it's, I'm excited. Like I haven't even played the game. I, I mean, I saw the, the, the cards and whatever. It, it looks fun. It sounded it fun. But I'm, I'm hyped just off of you, first of all. So my question to you is before, because I, 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 there's other questions, but the one that I want to know right now is what or how did you keep that enthusiasm? Because we always have imposter syndrome. We have detractors, people who, you know, but I don't think you should do that. You like, work so hard for your degree. You just going to walk yeah. away from that for some right? thoughts. Yep, exactly. <laughs> How did you get past that and through that um, and maintain yeah. this enthusiasm that you have? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a daily journey. Like, I have to reflect and, and look at the work that has gone into it, but also just my relationship with God, just praying and knowing that he has it already laid out. And I just have to be obedient and follow through. So that's one of the parts. My husband, he's just top not supportive. That man just telling me, like, you can do it. I just be doing random stuff. He just look over at me like, you can do it. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I'm struggling my, in my heart right now, but thank you. I appreciate that you say I can do it. You know, my mom being there, my sister just being a really big supporter of like, you know, reaching out to her friends, like support this game, play it, tell your family. You know, it, it's just those people, those family members, those friends, you know, my best friends on the journey as well with me, just helping me to promote the game and, and then being excited about it. Um, I think that gives me the daily enthusiasm and inspiration. And also, like, I have, like, these vision boards, and I'm looking at my big calendar of these sticky notes of all of the things that I've already done between July to now. And that helps me, you know, it fuels my journey to say, look how far you've come. You yes. had this idea four years ago and was, like, once they scared, I was like, this is I don't know if I can do that four years ago, but by 2021, I was like, I have to do this. There's no other option. And I'm going to do what, it, what needs to happen to make those things come to life. Mm -hmm. And it is hard. Every day is hard. But I see the fruits of my labor and I see that it's all adding up and, and paying off. So every mm -hmm. day, just taking the time to say, like, you got this. You've come so far. And it's only up from here just continue to believe in myself and have that faith but it's a daily journey yeah, I'm right. so glad you mentioned the daily journey because yes. a lot of people believe if I have an idea they will come and it's just mm -hmm. gonna happen like that 
and or to feel as if that is going to the how you felt in the beginning is going to continue to fuel you towards the end. There are going to be so many different obstacles that's going to happen that are going to happen, and not only that, your feelings may change as well. But mm-hmm. keeping that daily carrot in front of you of trying to focus on making it happen is going to make the big picture come together. So that is huge. That was a yes. big part of. That's a great point to point out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. And in addition to that, how you mentioned that you have your your board in front of you with all the sticky notes of what you have done and remembering and seeing what you have done, where you have come from and to where you are at is also a good thing to do. We tend to forget in the process of moving forward all that Mm -hmm. we have accomplished or all the the things that we've overcome in order to get to where we are. So the fact that you have that in front of you, that you uh, consciously keep that in your mind, like, you know what, today might be rough, but look what I did though. Like, look where I came from though. Like that is huge too. So kudos and props to you for your mindset throughout this. Uh, I hope y'all out here listening and taking notes, please. Because I mean, some of the, some of these gems, y'all, I really they big, they big. I I can't fit them in a necklace. I don't have you know rapper money to put them in the baguettes and all the things. But they in the vault though. They in the vault. I just want y'all to know. Imaginary so, vault. Right, my imaginary vault. And it's huge. But you it's, believe uh, it though. That's all that matter. Girl, it's um. What was what was that duck? Scrooge McDuck big is the kind that I can jump and swim in. That's what that is. I just want y'all to know. So, that's right. Why is dream chasing so important to you and sharing this idea of dream chasing to others? Why is that a big deal? I mean, first of all, just the idea of you continue to say dream chasing. This is how my mind works for any, again, the word you say, a song pops in my head, so all I can think of. It's dreams and nightmares by me. And that's, that's I, I feel like, fuels the journey as well. Like, I used to pray for times like this. Like, that's, that's where we're at with it. So, I mean, that's important to me because, you know, I think just starting my journey as an educator and working with children and wanting them to, you know, reach their fullest potential and see their dreams and think about what they want to achieve. And my own reflection of that, one of the things that was always important to me was not asking kids, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because that doesn't necessarily help them discover, like, all of the things they're good at, right? Like, just mm-hmm. their feelings. But more like, what problems do you want to solve in the world? Because that could lead you to, well, I'm going to solve this problem, and I think this is something that I could change. And I think, you know, that opens their mind up to all of the things that they could tap into and, you know, put their hands to. And I think that's what, for me, chasing dreams is important. That is something I had to reflect on and figure out as, you know, on this journey and as I got older, because like I said, as a child, I always wanted to be a teacher. I knew that was going to be my way, my lane. But what I realized is that I can't just box myself into that one career path or that one dream. Like I can do so many more things because I am so many more things than just this one one little part of me, right? I can Mm -hmm. learn to educate and teach and whatever I do, and that's now what I plan to do is to educate on my own time and my own terms and not just be like, oh, a teacher is this person who goes in the classroom and, you know, teaches within the public school system. That's, that's very narrow. And that's where I was, you know, before. But now in redefining 
you know, what it means to educate and redefining what it means to have a passion. I have multiple of them. Like I love music. I love creative spaces. I love to, you know, make things. I love the arts. I love teaching. And now I know that I want to live this life where I can, you know, evolve and work to make my dreams come true and make a lane for myself to do all of those things whenever I want. And, you know, that to me is living out the fulfillment of my dreams and who I am as a person. Wow. That is so, so exciting to hear. Like, like your name of your company is so appropriate. (laughs) Dream Ultra Big is so, so appropriate. Uh, We're going to get into, you know, some signs that let people know maybe it's time to pivot towards your dream and let that career just sit and settle for a second. But let's get into this commercial break first. You know what, Isha? You know what's getting old? What? This me? pandemic. Please don't say it's me. I was going to oh, say this okay. pandemic. <laughs> okay, thank you. No, you are not getting old. You are not. You are not. You look great. You look fantastic. Ooh. So I wouldn't even, I ain't even worried. Um, but yeah, this <laughs> pandemic and social distancing and all these things, it is great for us all to be socially distanced. But man, I'm all sick of being in this house. However, you know what's not getting old? Using this Instacart. Using this Instacart that will never get old. You better use it. (laughs) Yeah, you better use the Instacart because with Instacart, not only can you save money, but you ain't got to leave the house to get your food delivered to you. Look, during this pandemic, they talk about people did that pandemic Mm team. I mean, I did a little bit something like that, a little bit more, but then again, I did have a human being inside me. There you go. But <laughs> when you at home and you are just stuck in one spot and you're not really going out and about, it's easy to go ahead and be snacking on a t- on 10, all right? And if you want to have something good to snack on, go ahead and just use that link that we have in our show notes, fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash. With this link, you will be able to get a, a free delivery for your first First order over $35. And believe me, with inflation right now, you ain't about to be buying hardly nothing and you're going to get that free delivery. Right. So, you know, it's football season too. So you need all of the, the snacks, all of the chips, all of the chicken, get you some some eggs so you can make deviled eggs if you like that kind of thing. Look, you know, and they don't break your eggs. They, too. Sure they don't, don't break your eggs. They, are they shop just like you would shop for yourself. That's right. So you can get your little carrots and celery sticks and have your little buffalo wings and things and you can get all of that all of your favorites on a single order all the products you love from your local stores everything hand selected by the shoppers taken with great care taken with great seriousness because your order is like their order they make it right for you so go ahead mm-hmm. let them know that we sent you click the link in the show notes fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash instacart forward slash to get your free delivery on your first order over $35 yeah, when you use our link, fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash, you're helping out our show, but most importantly, you're helping out yourself by getting something fresh and something good for your tummy. <laughs> okay, we are back. All right, so the first sign that maybe it's time to pivot towards your dream. When you start to feel that your growth and opportunities have plateaued or are non-existent. Now, is that something that you experienced, Desiree? when you were in education? Yeah, um, definitely. 
Um, to a point where, you know, I had taught for three years in Boston, moved to Virginia, didn't expect to teach at all. Like, I was like, I need a break. But that was the position that opened up. And I'm actually excited I did it because I got to teach a completely different group of kids um, from compared to Boston. So I taught there for a year. And then once we moved back to Boston, um, I actually took a year off and worked with a teacher organization. And I was like, office setting, definitely not for me. Like, I need to still have my own space. I need to still be working with kids in some way. And so I went back into the classroom. So even having that moment of like, I'm stepping away from this, but I know I love kids. Adults are okay, but they're not a ton of kids. So (laughs) back to kids I need to go. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with adults, but I'm like, kids don't do this. You know, they're they're tough in other ways, but like, they're ultimately more fun. So Mm -hmm. even just seeing that growth, though, for me, you know, in the setting of education, again, not necessarily with the kids. But the adults and the mindset and the thinking of what they thought Black children should be knowing and learning and are capable of, that was the part that officially took me out of that space because Mm. I didn't feel like people were truly there for the right reasons and also Mm -hmm. doing things in service and in the best light for the the children Mm -hmm. and the families. So for me, that is where it was like, all right, you know, I need to think about what education would look like for me. And that actually, one summer, I was able to kind of do my own thing, teaching a social justice academy alongside um, three other educators and being able to map out the whole curriculum. And that was like so amazing and so fulfilling. And like, this is what I think our kids should be learning because they told me that's what they want to learn and they want to learn more about themselves and they want to know where their families come from and they want to know how that affects today's world and the discussions they were having was like yes this is what kids should be talking about but in Mm -hmm. the room where the adults were making the decisions had nothing to do with what the kids worked on that past summer nothing at all was not what what the kids from their own mouth said this is what we want to learn and this is how it applies to our lives um so that was where i recognized just the the systems and the you know practices within the education space was just no longer for me and I had to find a way to you know fight the power <laughs> outside and on my own terms um as it relates to education so yeah. nice <laughs> love it love it so the second sign that it's time to pivot towards your dream is the salary and daily routine no longer motivate you did this impact you at all for your decision as well was that something that came up for you yeah, well, I mean, gratefully, thankfully, like I said, within Boston Public Schools, we got paid pretty well. Like, that was something I think that most teachers you would find, at least in Boston Public Schools, would not, you know, be so, you know, up, up on, and on fire about is this salary. Because compared to what other teachers across the country are being paid, but the everyday ups and downs and, like, mundane, like, oh, you walk into the building and maybe, you know, you talk to one or two of these teachers, but by and large, the school I worked at was mostly white staff, and that was draining. It was mm, exhausting, yeah. um, especially once the pandemic hit and, you know, the racial reckoning that everyone wanted to talk about. And mm-hmm. then, you know, on top of that, we are now anti-racist. And just, just, just the words and the lingo, more talk than action. And I, it was time. It was time, and I knew that had I stayed, I wouldn't be choosing myself. 
and that was not going to be good for the children or the families and it, it, it was time to pack up and go what um, do you mean you wouldn't have yeah. been choosing yourself if you would have stayed can you elaborate on that yeah yeah i think knowing that trying to stick in the fight not for the fact that um it would have the impact that i knew it, i wanted it to have and that you know what needed to happen by and large was just an overhaul of the system which we know people want to say you know they want to dismantle the system but if the system does not work there there needs to be something new it can't be us still functioning in this system no matter how many professional developments we have and mm -hmm. how many you know talks there are in book clubs that it was just my time to be like you know if I'm going to continue to educate and do so in a way that I think is beneficial it needs to be outside of what people are still trying to manage inside of the mm -hmm. state because it just was not productive and not advancing I think what needs to happen for children and families especially black children um and not other non-white groups um gotcha so, gotcha okay that makes sense yeah. I mean I think some of us have felt that at some point in time or another that the system in place within the organizations we work in are quote unquote trying to fix themselves but the fixes aren't really fixes it's like well we want you to see we're doing something but I'm we're say really doing something the, yeah <laughs> but we're gonna keep it the way it is because it's working for us mm -hmm. kind of thing mm -hmm. <laughs> working for yeah. those who make those decisions in those rooms that Desiree exactly. mentioned so right. I'm not gonna exactly. go against my own interest to help others <laughs> You know, yeah. type of situation. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the next sign that maybe it's time for you to go ahead and pivot towards that dream is your entrepreneurial thoughts and fantasies excite you more than reality. Now we already <laughs> can tell from Desiree's voice, it's coming through. The spirit yes. is flowing through the internets, okay, of letting us know this is fulfilling you. This is fulfilling something that has been waiting to be filled for a long time, but you were just telling, hold up, wait, just wait a little second. Let me just figure this out. I'm not sure, but I already can tell your answer to this one is true. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely true. I mean, again, did I ever envision having a company? And even when I still say it, I'm half a business owner. And I kind of laugh a little bit because I'm like, <laughs> but like, yes, yes, just seeing those, you know, being able to be in meetings and like, but it's a meeting that I called. Even if it's just a meeting with me and someone else, but like, it's for me, it's for my dream. It's my, and not only just for me, like, when I envision this company, it's like, my kids will have generational wealth. That's how big I see this being. And yes. it's not just something that's benefiting me now, but it's something that my kids can say, oh, yeah, you know, my mom played a good star game. Like, that right? Mom they dubbed this? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What? So it's like those visions are the ones that just speak to me. And it, it even makes me think of a, one of my favorite songs, um, Never Give Up by Yolanda Adams. And the, the, the opening of the song is, Visions that can change the world trapped inside of an ordinary girl. She looks just like me. Too afraid to dream out loud. I think that's the ending part. And they're just like, oh, yes, that's, that's it. That's it. And I have that passion. And it's not just in this car game. There's just so many other products and experiences and services that I want to come to life. And this is just the start. And so to see this flourish the way it is, it's like, 
Oh man, I see other ideas get underway. I don't know what's going to be happening. <laughs> I know I'm gonna need a team at some point, so I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm just really excited. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, you have a lot to be excited about because everything sounds amazing and the fact that things are just lining up right in place. They happen in just like you envisioned or mm-hmm. or close to or whatever is whatever's going on is happening in your favor. So that is beautiful. Um you mentioned something and I forgot. Oh, Hashtag Myrtle. Gosh, and it was good too. Don't um, see Myrtle. Myrtle be Myrtling. You right. had mentioned something, and I was like, "Just hey, say, keep saying Ura, keep saying Ura." We gotta come back about that. Yeah, say Ura, Ura, Ura. Did it come back yet? No, because I was hearing you saying it, and it was oh okay. It's We'll, we'll move on. It's gone. Hopefully it'll come back and then I'm going to interrupt this and then we'll be right back. So <laughs> you are mentally and emotionally and financially ready to absorb the risk of moving. This is the last and final sign that we have to offer today for uh, pivoting towards your dreams. So being mentally, emotionally and fi- financially ready to absorb the risk because there are risks. There are risks involved mm-hmm. whenever you are going after your dreams. Um, and some you yeah. might know and some you don't know. But did you feel that you were those things? Did you feel you were ready for this when you first stepped into um, your dream? Yes, that's a great, great question. I mean, can you ever really be ready, ready? I don't know, but I, I, mean, I think I was ready enough. Mm-hmm. To take mm-hmm. the leap um, mentally and emotionally, I think, yeah, it was more like, you know, the prayer, but also, yes, God saying, like, okay, now's the time, do it. I'll follow through, I'll support you in what you need. So that was the helping me get mentally and emotionally ready, but also, again, my support system, especially financially, with me, you know, going all in, my husband being able to be there to like, pick up the you know pick up the weight and support my therapist being there to be like well let's think through what what are the fears right and how can you then say all right well this is how this fear can be resolved and this may look like this but how can you then pick up if this does happen so like really preparing myself in a way where even those things that might seem like barriers being able to think think through them before I let them like paralyze me and make me not take that leap but also just having faith and making sure that you just step out and do it even if you still don't feel ready enough, but, you know, pushing yourself through as you go along because you know it is the right thing to do. So being ready in all of those areas, I don't always think you be as ready as you can be, but you can be ready enough and know that, you know, as you go along, as long as you have your support and, you know, the faith, you'll be okay. Okay, I wanted to ask now, I'm pretty sure the pandemic has been a factor in this decision of yours moving from education and to be an entrepreneur. Now, is this something that you have experienced with other educators leaving the teaching field and going to other areas and pivoting? Like, is this a trend right now in education? Um, I think in the space 
and and the few educators that I do know, I would say yes, um, because it. I guess I would say again between just the system of things, this whole racial reckoning, this pandemic, the expectations that are placed on teachers, and all the things that you're expected to know and do to support, you know, what's happening within the school building, but also outside of that with the families, the resources and all of those things, I think it's toxic and it becomes so much that you're like, well, where is there time left for me? Like for Mm -hmm. me to still have time after work. You know, oftentimes when I was there, I'll be working 12 hour days. You know, I get there at seven before the kids get there at 8.30. And sometimes I would leave by seven. Try not to do it every day, but there's Mm -hmm. so much that you also don't want to bring home. So I do think, Unfortunately, it's a trend in the in the setup that we have currently, you know, in our education system. But until we have spaces and places for educators um, to thrive and still feel like they can have a life outside of the school building and the school system, it's going to kind of be similar. Um, unless there are supports put in place and, you know, supportive work environments where people feel like, all right, I'm not just boxing and the expectations are like so above my head that I'm barely trying to keep my head above that water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also with the background of education, you could always go back, you know, yes. and it's a job where there's always going to be a placement for you. You're always right. going to have, right. you, yeah. they can't take that from you. So, mm-hmm. right. right. It's hoping you land in a good school building where, mm-hmm. where you could yeah. say, you know, pretty even killed you know, and, and have a supportive system because that, that is very important. Right. Sure. So I remember hashtag <laughs> not murder. I heard you like, hurry, both of y'all be quiet. Both of y'all be quiet before I forget. I'm going to forget again. I was like, dang, she got something else to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So throughout this interview so far, you have said something that I'm hoping did not go over some people's heads um, and I want to call it out. You spoke a few times about choosing you, things that serve you, putting you first. Um, And for full-time Black women, that tends to be a problem. We don't Mm -hmm. do that. It's everybody else before us, if us at all. So throughout this, how did you continue to do that? How did you even know that like that was what was necessary for you in order to make these things possible. Ooh, that's a big <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think it's actually something that's still new for me. And I'm still trying to figure out how to put myself first. And I think, like I said, once the pandemic hit, it was just my mental was just so overwhelmed with the transition of whatever was going on, you know, with the pandemic and trying to start online learning and teaching. And I, that's, that's when I actually first started therapy. And that for me was the first step in choosing myself and putting myself first, because I realized I had to unpack and dig deep into other things that, Mm -hmm. you know, had me see, Oh, this is how, you know, this, this particular thing affected my life and my choices and my decisions. And thankfully I've been able to still, you know, be resilient and, you know, Mm -hmm. make it through, but yeah, and still those things, you know, that I had to uncover were still affecting, you know, just my day to day. So I think that was the first way that I put myself first. And I think, again, it's a daily journey of like, 
making sure you get some fresh air and exercising and not exercising in a way where it has to be like, oh, because I want to look specifically this way, but like because of a healthy habit to form. And right. that's something I still continue to struggle with, but like try to, you know, make sure I'm doing every day because if I'm not putting myself first, I'm not going to be good to anybody. Yeah. And that is one yes. of the first things they even tell you before you start teaching because you literally have like maybe 20 to 25 kids in front of you. <laughs> and if you think about that multiplied with their families too, that's like yep. 50 plus people that you're like, okay, how am I serving you? And how am I supporting you? And what else do you need? And oh, your sibling needs this. And oh, your whole family might need this support. <laughs> it, it multiplies. And oh, so wow. it, you know, not thinking of, okay, what can I do just for my one self today before I cater to 50 plus people? You're, you're not going to make it. And I mean, gratefully, I think I've had nuggets of doing that along the way, which is why I was able to teach successfully for six years. But even still, you know, not putting myself first. Um, if I hadn't figured that out, especially in seeking out a therapist, I wouldn't even be where I am today. So mm-hmm. it's just really important to take Big up the therapy. Look, we always talk about therapy. Both of myself and Elise are in therapy. So, yeah, it's necessary to be a full time Black woman. And we know not everybody has access to it, or, you know, it's not readily available for those. But there are so many different resources that we talked about in past episodes finding a therapist that allow people who may not think that therapy is something that they can attain, how they can make it happen because it yeah. is necessary. You can't depend on just your friends and your partners and your family to help you get through things or to lean on yourself. You can okay. have some outside help, professional help, and it's not a bad thing. Just gotta oh, yes. put that out there. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so Desiree, now we want to know if there's one piece of advice, just one just one piece of advice you can share with our audience, what would it be? Yeah. <laughs> one piece of advice. Uh, um, don't, 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 don't ever underestimate yourself. You are capable of so much more than you could have ever possibly imagined. And like, if you ever at any point feel like you're not on the right, right track or you haven't done enough, think back to like, okay, well, what's one thing I've done to take a step toward what I want to see, my bigger vision? And even if you haven't taken a step for that day, you're still worth it, and you still have some text to add to your work. So, like, that is, I think, one of the biggest things, because that's been something I continue to struggle with, is knowing my worth and knowing that, like, I'm not going to do everything, and I'm not going to do everything every day, but knowing that I'm on the right track, and even if I'm not exactly where I want to be at this moment, I'm on the journey. I'm on the road to making my dreams come true. So stick with it and, you know, just have, keep the faith. That's a lot of for that. <laughs> no, that was, that was perfect. I'm clapping yes, for it that. was. Yes. <laughs> that was everything a lot of people needed to hear. So, um, we ask this question of all of our guests. You are no different. And we want to know from your point of view, what does it mean to you to be a full-time Black woman? 
Wow, first of all, being a black woman is the best thing you could ever be. It's just so beautiful. A full-time black woman is proud of her blackness, her beauty, her boldness. Like she lets nothing stop her. And you know, she's also one who supports and uplifts other black women and other women and other people along the way as she makes success come true in everything that she does because that's just who she is and that is a full-time black woman love everything yes. about this beauty yes. boldness girl you see yes. one with the bees i'm like okay well please desiree tell our audience how can they find out more from dub this where can they purchase dub this like yes. plug 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 yes for sure so dub this game the card game where you can mix and match any song, so any song that pops into your mind, nursery rhymes, commercial jingles, whatever comes to mind, you can use when playing the this. And you can go to our website at www.dubthisgame.com. That's com. You can follow us on Instagram at dubthisgame. Um, and yes, we are making it happen. It's a big thing coming to stores. Actually, we're in a book store through the bookstore if you are in Boston, Massachusetts. Hey. Um, and you can order your deck today online. I have many, many decks awaiting for a purchase. And I'm doing my best to have them out before Christmas. I know it's five days away, but we're doing what we can. So get it now. Get it in the new year. Give it to somebody. This game will change your life, make memories, spread joy, and connection. Okay, real quick. How does the game work? How does it like give us just a simplified understanding of what dub this is all about? You know, let me just pull out a card, right? So the cards have words and phrases, right? So one card says beautiful. What song comes to your mind with this word? Beautiful. I just want you to know. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Exactly, right? So whatever song comes to mind. But the point is, you want to stop at a place you think the next person would have a hard time dubbing. So let's say you stop at the word girl. What's another song that you can now start using the word girl? A different song. Destiny Child, girl! A song, a song, child, and you need somebody to talk to. Wait, do you have to know the lyrics, though? Or you just need to know that first word? That's the exciting part about it. With dubbing, you can fool them. So if you are successfully fooling another team because you freestyled it or they didn't, you know, because you completely freestyled it, completely made up the lyrics, you can double your current points. If you mess it up and they check you on the lyrics, then they can challenge you. But yes. it's open to freestyle. I would well. lose. I would yes. lose because I'm making my own. <laughs> no, Elise, you remember lyrics. You are good at stuff I didn't like remember this. remember that. All I heard well, was girl in my head. The rest but of it you was know. Girl. 10 out of 10, I'm going to be 0 out of 10, and you're going to be at least 8 out of 10, because I make up my own lyrics for everything. It sounds right to me. That's only somebody challenging. That's only somebody challenging. Everybody would challenge me because they know who I am. They know who I am as a person. They don't like... But to to your credit, though, you sing and say stuff with so much conviction. I think that's right, though. Girl, she, she on the pot. Yeah, I said she is on the pot. Girl. Yes. 
Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so my that's, goodness. That's the basis of the abyss. And there are different levels to it, right? So you got the beginner started from the bottom. So you get a little extra time. You get some more request lines, right? You call us, I want a request line. The <laughs> medium round is in the mix. And the advanced round is, is levels to this. So it's mm. all different levels for different people to play, but you're using music that you are familiar with from your decade, from your genre, and that, that's the basis. That sounds like so much money. fun. I'm <laughs> like, girl, I'm about to put an order in. That is going to be a part of yes. my go-to game deck. Like, that's yes. happening for sure. 1,000%. Just take so, my money. Dang. Play your power perfectly. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Full Time Black Woman is created, recorded, and produced by Elise Real and Isha Bell. For more opportunities to live, laugh, grow, and fill the soul, be sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe to Full Time Black Woman wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Help us build this community by sharing with other full-time Black women like yourself. Visit our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com to see what's new or to reach out. If you have questions or want to add to today's topic, send us an email to contact at fulltimeblackwoman.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fulltime Black Woman and on Twitter at FT Black Woman.